0: Welcome to episode 238, Empowering Your Marketing with Hayley and Katie from Oh My Digital. The Oh My Digital agency is like your work wife, easy to work with, ready to listen to your problems and give knowledgeable advice when you need it. Oh My Digital love a cheeky pun, their chocolate dogs and helping businesses grow with no BS digital marketing advice and strategy. Some say they spend too much time using social media, but they say they just perfected their craft. Either way, they know social, they know digital marketing, and they know what works. They stay on the pulse of digital marketing trends so that you don't have to. Today is part of our conversation of ask Katie and Haley, to join us to share share with us their journey of how they've created their business and their business partnership, the purpose of having marketing goals, how to block out the noise so you can stay on track with your own marketing goals, what's changed in marketing in the last 12 months, where you should be focusing your time now in 2021, being really self-aware of your marketing messages the most important platform to use and how to improve it, planning your for the worst-case scenario, and how to make your email marketing engaging, and how to deal with all those algorithm changes. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the beautiful Haley and Katie. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Today on the podcast I've invited the beautiful Hayley and Katie from My Digital to share all things marketing and their business journey all along the way and so and as a partnership as well. So I'm really excited to welcome you both to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you we're so excited to be
0: here. So grateful to have you here today and after having you speak at the Love What You Do collective event recently had such positive feedback about everything that you shared and I just love that you you women are all about sharing so much value, like you give, 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 and it's so incredible to see and so generous in your time as well. So to get started, what I would love for you to do is just to share a little bit of your journey, how Own My Digital began. And the partnership and how you guys came together, just to give people a bit of an idea of how you all started.
1: Absolutely. So it's all started probably a bit over maybe four years ago now. Um, So Hayley and I actually worked together. So a few of you might have heard this story before. Um, We'd love to share it. But um, basically, Hayley was actually managing um, a digital marketing studio. And I actually came in as an intern um, in the really early days and then we soon, yeah, became like working together full-time as team members. Um, And this was in around maybe like 2015, 2016 when I came into the picture and um, really at that time, like digital marketing had realistically it had been around for a while but it was still relatively new to a lot of businesses and a lot of people still didn't really understand it and it was still very much this like kind of wild west I suppose where Mm -hmm. like you could sell anyone anything because a lot of people just really didn't understand it but they knew it was something that they were pressured to be doing so like marketing managers they would be like, oh, my God, I need to be doing all this digital marketing stuff, but I don't have the skills. So they would just like kind of would, you know, if, a, if an agency came along and said, oh, hey, we can do all this stuff for you, they would jump at that. And um, we just noticed there was a bit of a gap between, I guess, what people were being sold into and what people were being convinced that they needed and then what they actually needed for their business and for their goals um so after a while eventually it was funny we both kind of at the same time had the idea in our head that we wanted to do our own thing but we were kind of like nervous to like say it out loud because we didn't think (laughs) the other person would be keen but it ended up um happening at like a dinner party one night (laughs) and um it just kind of we were like yeah let's do it (laughs)
2: A few glasses. Yeah. Of yeah. And it all started happening, yeah, while we were still at the agency. So it was um mm. an interesting time us trying to coordinate uh starting up our own agency whilst uh coordinating our swift exit of the current agency we were working for. So um, yeah, it kind of just uh, really concreted our, um, our values and, and what we stood for and it made us working to, uh, as, together as a partnership much easier because we both already knew what our common values were because that's essentially what started the business. Um, and we already knew how each other worked. So, you know, there was, it was much easier than say, starting a business with a friend because we both already knew, you know, if the other one was cranky, it was probably just because you hadn't, hadn't eaten yet or hadn't had enough food or we were just overworked or we needed to, you know, help each other out in some capacity. Like we always sort of knew not to take it personally. And, you know, whereas if you were in a friendship, um, partnership, you may not know those type things about someone professionally. So, um, yeah, definitely made working together much easier. (laughs) That's so
0: awesome. And so fascinating when you think about it from that perspective, because I was going to ask you, like, what do you feel helped you set up that partnership to make it work really well? And I'm sure there's been challenges along the way, but I love how you've spoken to that, that there's, that you both knew your values and what, why you were starting Oh my digital. Yeah. So was there anything else in particular that you did to set the partnership up that made it work so well?
1: I think too, just um, and this wasn't necessarily like a strategic thing just kind of how it worked out but we're very like kind of yin and yang (laughs) so like we're really similar in a lot of ways which makes it easy because we tend to just agree on almost everything anyway because we want the same things Um, again like it comes back to the values like so we're always on Mm. the same page but I think personality wise we like balance each other out a lot as well so like we really know we both have our own strengths and you know it's like I think you say this a lot Christine like your strengths can be tied to like a weakness as well Mm. so because we have those different strengths and weaknesses like together we're like this dream team and we can like do everything so I think that helps a lot and I think the other thing is just having the same goals as well like Mm. we kind of Like even in our personal life, we kind of want the same things and and that really helps us make decisions because we're not fighting against the direction of where we want to take things and we're just like kind of on the same page. So I think if you can get that stuff sorted in the early days, that really helps. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah, yeah, that's. But I can really imagine cool. it would be quite difficult if you had a business partner that might be at a different life stage as you. Even though we're different in ages, we've been very similar <laughs> in our life stages. So we both like old ladies. <laughs> yeah. <on> these, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we've been very fortunate that you know we're both very similar. Whereas I can imagine if you know if you had a much younger business partner and an older business partner that was potentially you know had kids or you know they were just very different um, lifestyles that it might be much more difficult to coordinate. Um, you know how you what you saw the future of the business being. Whereas, because we're both quite similar, similar with what we want, um, it's made it much more easier for us to coordinate.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree with the goals piece as well. Like, I think you really need to have really clear goals and both be on the same page with them. Because I've seen that that affect other partnerships too, where one person wants to go bigger and you know expand, yeah. and the other person's like, no, 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 I just want to be the same. Like, I want to stay small. Yeah. And so it's like it's so good that you guys are both on the same page with that too.
2: And we reassess it really often too. Like we probably reassess it every six to 12 months. And we basically just like, you know, we, we say to ourselves like, do you even like doing this? Is this something you even <laughs> like doing? And then we might just be both of us might might be like, I hate this. And we're like, okay, well, let's just get rid of it. Or, yeah. you know, we might be like, oh, do you even do you even want this for the business? Is this what you want to be doing in the future? And then we both just, we reassess that quite often mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that we're both doing things that we actually want to do. And if there's one thing that one of us wants to do and one thing the other one doesn't want to do, then we just sort Sort of rearrange our schedules so that you know one person does it and the other one doesn't or you know that kind of thing so just kind of yeah we try to yeah. balance it out. that's so good and I think it, like even as an
0: individual in business that's those are key questions you need to be asking yourself because it can be so easy to get off path mm. and be going down the direction of doing other things thinking that's what you have to do or what you should be doing yes. and then actually going well do you want to do it like do you like doing it like if you don't why are you even doing it <laughs>
2: And I think like you get really caught up in comparison and that's something that we've found ourselves in quite often is that we look at other people and we're looking at what other people are doing and we sort of get caught up in, well, they're launching this and they're doing that and we so we should be doing that. And, and I think we've just recently kind of taken a step back and been like, okay, no, we don't need to be doing the typical agency thing. We, we can make our own path and, you know, we, we can do what suits us. We don't have to follow the same structure that everyone else has. Hmm.
0: And that's the exact reason why you got into it, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly right. We, we, we got into it to make our lives easier, not harder. So,
0: <laughs> I would love for you to speak towards, like you were talking about how you know lean into your strengths, Katie. I'd love it how you could speak to the fact that you guys do different things to help support the whole overall business goals, right? So you guys are both have different zones of genius, I guess I would put it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think... Um, it wasn't necessarily that we even like sat down at the start and, and wrote down what that was, but it's just something that we've kind of found and like fell into as we've gone. So it's just been a really natural thing of like, I like doing these things, Hayley likes doing these things, um, which is really good. So, and that goes across like the internal stuff like and the client work as well. So for example, like I really love like content. I do a lot more of that. So like the social media management side of things, And then Hayley does a lot more of the advertising as well. So we kind of sometimes split things that way. Like we both do both, but, you know, we kind of break it up like that. And then we both even have different like industries and different types of clients that we like to work with as well. So, again, we kind of will take the lead on different things there and that's kind of how we break things out. And even internally, like I take over with a lot more of like, the really boring like finance and you know numbers and spreadsheety stuff which i'm terrible at but i don't mind doing it and you know i just get people in to help me and i kind of look after that side whereas like hayley takes the lead a lot more with our own marketing and our own content because that's what she's really amazing at and um mm-hmm. yeah we just kind of break things out like that and it was really just a natural yeah kind of what we fell into doing and we just were like yeah this is what we're going to take responsibility mm-hmm. for which was just really convenient, really.
0: <laughs> but um it works
1: well. So
0: yeah. Love it. And I want to dive into who you work with and all the marketing ideas and trends and all of that sort of stuff. But before we do, I would love to know, has there been like a challenge that you've been able to overcome like in the in regards to your partnership? Has there been sometimes like a challenge where you've had something not work out or you've, you know, a communication breakdown or something like that and how you actually handled that?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example
0: um because even like i've noticed in other partnerships like there's they have like a strategy in the way that they argue or if they have a disagreement like how they go about um having that discussion to come to a solution i would just be curious whether that's even something you've considered
2: there's only ever been maybe one thing that we've probably ever not really like agreed on but it's not like but in, we've always found like middle ground, yeah. like it's not, we've never had, we've never had, yeah, there's never been anything that we've never just been like, we've never had an actual argument. It's always just been like, I would like to do it this way. And then one of us has been like, I would like to do it this way. And then we've kind of just been like, we've both said our reasons and then yeah. we've been like, well, why don't we do it this way? And then like, that's kind of generally, there's no there's never been an actual like argument. So no. Yeah.
0: yeah I think it's only it's
2: only really like in regards to things that it's probably more like the financial side of things I think probably more than anything and that's probably more just from my like yeah because that's usually where I'm like super stressed and I also like my probably like lack of knowledge in the area because I don't really like I just don't get it so, so I, I try as hard as I can, but I just don't get it. So yeah. it's probably just that side of things, um, where like there's extra pressure and extra, you know, like that side. Of, that's probably the only the only thing that we've ever had any kind of like disagreement on. But in in saying that, like we yeah. always just like once we've both we've had a discussion about it. it's Yeah, sort of out. Yeah,
0: I'm just like, so fascinated by it because it's like mm-hmm. two different people that are coming together to work together. There's two different, totally different mindsets, two different money mindsets, two different belief systems about how you were brought up, but also how you do work. Like it's just fascinating for me from a human behavior.
2: I think because (laughs) our values are like almost identical. Mm. So I think because our values are so same, we we know that like, and pretty much in any scenario, like we can always generally answer for each other in any scenario because we always know what the other one will say. So Mm. like, I think, that's where we're pretty similar. So it's always, we're always pretty like, um, yeah, we're always on the same page at least. So I think that's where, yeah, we're, we're pretty, I think that's where we're at least pretty similar.
1: And I, I think because we Love want, it. we know this, we have mm. the same end goal, right? So mm. we can always figure out the like, how do you get there? Like yeah. that's the part that can change, but the yeah. end goal just stays the same. And that's, I think what, what really matters. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Love it so good and it's even like flexibility in mind that it's like we're not against each other there's no right or wrong it's actually just like yeah. how do we come up with a solution that's going yeah. to get yeah, us exactly. the next step. Yeah. so good awesome so what I'd love to do now is I would love for you to both to share your take on marketing because I think it's really interesting to hear it from a different perspective to like what does marketing mean to you because I think a lot of people have so many positive and negative things about marketing and they bring a lot of like I even have have had clients in the past where they're just like I hate marketing and I'm like you're gonna have to learn to love marketing (laughs) because it doesn't have to be a love-hate relationship right and I think I would love to hear from your point of view for both of you what marketing means to you So I
2: think there's like a total misconception about marketing that marketing is social media and I think that like that is one of the biggest myths that there is that social media is a tool of the marketing like there's so many other tools out there but marketing is essentially just how you present your brand and how you actually sell your brand online but it's also so much deeper than that it's forming actually um, long-lasting connections with your audience with your clients it's how you build trust it's how you build you know commitment it's it's a lot more than that. It's not just selling. It's actually building, like you know, lifelong connections with people. Um, and people don't realize that even just having conversations with people on Instagram is essentially marketing because that's part of the communications piece. It's all yeah. sort of, it all forms together. They don't kind of realize that it's bigger than just posting on social media and 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 all of that. Yeah, and I think
1: like to add off the back of that as well like with what you said Christine if you're sitting there with the mindset like I hate marketing I would just be asking myself like why do I hate marketing like what is it about it that I don't like Because I can guarantee you like whatever it is you can avoid it altogether like there's always a different way to do something like There's a million different ways you can achieve like the one goal. So whatever it is you don't like about it, that's fine. Just don't have that as part of your strategy or get, if you really, really must do it, get someone to do it for you. There's always a way around it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Absolutely.
0: Totally agree. And I always come down to as well, like the element of like, the reason most likely why you hate it is because you don't understand it well enough to feel confident in it. Right. So it might be just that you need to gain further clarity or learn it and be okay with learning it, right? It's a whole new modality. And I think that people think that once you get into business that you should know marketing or should you should be good at it. It's a whole other modality, right? Like you, you guys studied it. Like it's not like something that you just overnight we're like oh i'm just great at this
2: and i think the thing too is that a lot of people see all these free tips and free things on social media and there's only so much you can learn for free on social media like you need to realize that sometimes you do actually have to invest someone to teach you or you have to invest in a course or you have to invest in outsourcing someone to do it for you there's only so much free information Mm. on the internet that you can follow so I think that's another thing that people get caught down that rabbit hole of being like well I've taken all the advice and it's not working for me and it's like well it's probably because you're not taking advice that's tailored for you and you probably need to take a step back and actually look at what your goals are and what you're actually trying to achieve because I think that's really important is actually looking at where what you're actually trying to get out of your marketing so are you trying to grow your email list are you trying to um, get online sales are you trying to book clients you know you need to actually take a step back and see what you're actually trying to achieve and then work from there to see how you're going to achieve that because I think people get caught up in the vanity metrics and get caught up in the follows and the likes and and they lose they lose track of the important things and that's Mm -hmm. That's yeah, where we kind of try mm-hmm. to re-educate people all the time about what's actually important and so they can kind of feel a little bit more empowered to do it themselves because they realise that it's actually much more simple than it needs to be. It doesn't yeah. have to be all, you know, f- filming these beautifully high, you know, tech reels every day if you don't want to. It can be as simple as sending an email to, you, to your database once a fortnight that's really well you know um really well formatted and has lots of high value and you know really gives them what they're looking for and that might be the thing that really works for you it doesn't have to be something that someone's telling you to do on social media you know it could be you just have to look at what works for you
0: yeah i think also recognizing that things in your business change so you also have to adapt with the change as well like i think that if you are still doing the same strategies that you were doing last year you may need to reevaluate where you're at where your business is at and where you then want to take it um and i think people can get caught up in the patterns of just doing the same thing and then expecting a different result Do you see that as well
1: all the time and even like you know if we are going to talk specifically about online channels you know something that worked one year or two years ago it might not still work now so yeah just like you're saying you do have to kind of um, adapt as you go but yeah I think like Haley was saying just try not to overcomplicate it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day if you take in everything that you read about marketing or whatever you're just going to be so overwhelmed and you're going to be trying to do all these things that might not even be relevant to you and what you need so you've just mm-hmm. really got to put that like filter on of does this apply to me or is this going to help me or not and just try to block out some of the noise I think
0: yeah yeah you're so right it's that noise right because if we are always consuming and and trying to then figure out what's next to implement we can get so caught up in just consuming and then not actually doing the action to get the result to see if it works or not right exactly
1: yeah and that's a good point as well you've got to be constantly measuring and just seeing if something is working and if it's not change it or yeah. you know pivot
2: it <laughs> <laughs> we generally redo our content um plan every year so at the beginning of every year mm-hmm. we generally have a look at our insights we have a look at what our goals are for the year we have a look at um our content structure and we redo it every mm-hmm. every 12 months just to make sure that we're still on par with what we want to do and and what we're trying to achieve and it just makes it easier to set it out at the beginning of the year and then kind of yeah don't have to kind of constantly think about it and mm-hmm. yeah stress over it every day yeah can you just
0: revisit and see where you're at and just pivot if you need to need to yeah so i i would love to know where do you feel has changed because i mean we've gone through so much in the last say two years in regards to the climate and just the whole business space with obviously with the c word i'm not going to use it but um but I even want to just have an idea of like from your perspective, from when you went from agency to then go through everything that just happened into now 2021, how do you see that the marketing space has evolved and what do you see is like the most important thing to be focusing on at the moment?
2: Yeah, I think communication is probably one of the biggest things. So having a really united communication front across all channels. So having that, you know, all of your... Um, all of your online front really clearly updated. I think that was a really important thing when a lot of people had to go online people started to realize how difficult it was to contact some places to get information. So, for example, like, you know, the Google My Business listings, people were trying to contact local cafes to see if they were still open and there was no phone number listed or, you know, there was no address or there was an old address or old photos or, you know, things like that. So just um, that kind of information, but also outdated websites, Things that were hard to use um, became really apparent and those businesses that had really outdated models also struggled a lot um, because people who couldn't use websites that weren't functioning properly just bounced quite quickly. So having that, um, that model that was a little bit outdated really struggled on that front and then also the communication on social media. So people who weren't replying to DMs, people who weren't replying to um, comments and and that sort of thing weren't answering people's questions were probably also um, feeling the brunt of it because they weren't able to help their customers when they needed them most and I think that was also really seen as a, a lack of caring um, and in a time where people really needed a bit of help so mm. I think that's one of the biggest things that have we've seen
1: yeah absolutely I think it really like separated the people that were prepared and the people that weren't because like a lot of the things Hayley just talked about they're nothing new like they're Mm. things that we've been moving toward for years and years but a lot of people have just kind of ignored them or gotten a little bit left behind I think so it's really amplified that and yeah kind of put the magnifying glass on that lately and then yeah I think if I was to add like something has changed in the last few years as well it's just like More and more and more, there is like massive accountability on brands as well. Like, people care more and more every day now about like who they're really buying from and the impact of what they're buying, and um, yeah, just that whole like social justice side behind things, and like that's massive as well. So, just really, um looking at things like how you can show people that your business is you know ethically run or what your actual brand values are or how you're creating change and you know even if you sell something really basic it doesn't have to be this huge thing like not every brand has to align to that necessarily but it's just like the little things about how you run your business that people want to know and particularly for bigger brands too like Customers are putting so much accountability on them now. Like I can't tell you, almost any time I see a Facebook ad for, you know, a new brand and particularly product-based brands, i always read through the comments and all the comments are like, oh, but is this tested on animals or where is this manufactured? Like customers want to know that stuff. Um, And this, again, it's been happening for a long time, but it's Mm. really, really become a mainstream thing now. So I think,
2: um, yeah.
0: And even the the inclusivity element yes. with the black, black lives matter like that was so so amazing to see like people being called out like people's board of directors like literally like i just remember seeing people like um outlying like all the different different brands and what their board of directors are and like it just blew my mind and it actually really stayed in my yeah. mind that there's certain brands that i do not buy from anymore because of that reason Right, like I just I love that you know it is the power. To yeah, the people, there was right? um, this. I actually saw it awesome. the other day. I've
2: already forgotten the magazine because I don't think I don't think it was an Australian magazine. But, um, K Ray Designs shared it as a post, mm. and I was like, oh wow, they on a, um, International Women's Day they shared this post um, of these men in I think they were in like fireman suits or something, and the post was like, um, because every day we celebrate women here we're using today to give the women some eye candy
1: Ew! <laughs> and you should
2: have seen the comments they just got absolutely roasted like people are just and that's it like they, everyone was like we're cancelling this magazine We're we're no longer using like people just roasted them and I think that's the thing is that now people are just standing up for what they believe they're not accepting you know um people that are tone deaf anymore they're not accepting people that miss the mark in them in their marketing material anymore people just have to be so self-aware of what they're posting and so aware of Mm. you know the fact that they're not being offensive to anyone I mean how anyone let that one go I don't know and everyone was like you can tell that a male has done this and that there was a male photographer like it was all just (laughs) (laughs) so
0: crazy i saw another one actually i think it might have been the idl i posted it and it was like i think it was a burger chain and they were like women belong in the kitchen it was burger king wasn't it and the in the comments they were like oh no no this we're speaking to the fact that more women want to be chefs and we're giving them the opportunity making sure it's it's as um, available to women to be chefs than it is for men, and it was like so tone deaf. Like that, that back by big time buddy. Like who is thought
2: that? need right the <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think crazy. it was actually all planned and like they did that on purpose to get people's attention. So they'd click and read the tweet replies and actually read it. But yeah, it it was definitely a big risk that they took for people to take it out of context and that has obviously happened. So yeah.
0: yeah, so out of context. Yeah, so yeah. true. Wow. Yeah, crazy. I would love to know like what, as an in- individually for you guys, what would you say that your favourite marketing channel is? And if you could speak to... Two tips that you would have for someone right now on how to improve okay. that area? So, marketing channels
2: is in like marketing platform, do you mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it could be platform, yeah. email, like, you know, voice, like well, all the different types of platforms yeah. that we can use for marketing. I mean, yours. Be? I
2: can definitely tell you what my favorite is, but I think I should talk about the one that's probably the most important. <laughs> Um, so I think the most important is your website (laughs) in terms of the marketing platform so having a really well-functioning website that makes it really clear as to what your unique selling point is how to contact you what you've done that's you know unique your testimonials and um, having it function really well so that anyone that lands on the website um, can find all of this information really easily I think that's the most important marketing tool that there is. Um, not enough people use their websites well enough. Um, a lot of people still just use their Instagram instead of their website and as and that's where I'm leading with this. Instagram is definitely probably my favourite um, marketing platform um, and that's just uh, for, for the um, community aspect. I love Instagram for the community aspect because I've made so many friends um, from Instagram. Uh, and I also just love how, um, uplifting and inclusive it's been for us ourselves um, coming off the back of the agency where we were sort of told that you can't make friends with people in your industry because they're all going to copy you and they're all out to get you and um, getting told that you know you can't make money on Instagram and it's a waste of time uh, for us to start on Instagram and that's where all of our leads came from that's where all of our friends came from that's where our communities come from it's just you know I, I love it
0: Yes. Yeah. was that was that from a corporate perspective yeah.
2: Yeah, it was hilarious. We were just like, okay, (laughs) we'll go do it and we'll tell you how that goes for us. (laughs) I mean, their company is bust now. So, I mean, who won that argument? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, so in terms of my tips, I would just say um, for a website, If you can, try to have a professional look over it to give you, even if it's a professional or a friend that is in business, have a look over it from like a customer point of view because I think that can be really helpful sometimes, just having someone else test your website, having them click on all the buttons and test it from a user point of view and see, you know, where did this button go? Is that where I thought it was going to go? Is that what I thought that experience was going to be for me? Because sometimes what you think is logical for your website isn't what's going to be logical for someone else that's experiencing your website for the first time. So that can be a really helpful tool to have someone that, you know, um, that you know well, but also knows a little bit about your brand, having a look at it for you can be really helpful. Um, and then in terms of Instagram, my probably my biggest tip would be to have something in place to drive them off Instagram onto a platform that you own. So, for example, your email list. So we always talk about having a lead magnet, um, which is the, um, you know, a freebie or a discount or something like that, which um, is enticing for them. It solves a pain point for them and you're driving them from, the platform that you don't own, which is social media, onto one that you do, which is your email list.
1: Great segue because I was going to say email
2: marketing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, that one is going to be an email. Um, just because, yeah.
0: Very well planned, girls.
1: <laughs> like Hayley was saying, it's an owned channel like your website. So, yeah, I think we've all learned recently in particular. Your Facebook page or your Instagram, unfortunately, while they're still very valuable and you should take full advantage of them, you should also plan for the worst-case scenario where it could disappear tomorrow. Like, you don't control it at the end of the day. Um, So, yeah, like Hayley was saying, use it as a way to drive people on your list. I love email marketing because it's free. Unlike advertising, you get to reach your audience for free. And not only that, um, but it's actually like you know well provided you're not going to spam you know your email is going to get in their inbox it's not like throwing up an ad and some people in your audience might see it or they might not like it's definitely going to go to that person it's so measurable um and I guess my tip for it would just be that um your email is not a flyer so don't think of it like the olden days where you would print something out and put it in someone's letterbox it's very different to that now um and just I think, you know, the best emails I get, they just feel like a message from a friend, you know. Um, And obviously that comes down to the brand and things like that too. But just absolutely, we say this all the time, it should be about value first and foremost. And then sales is like the next thing. So even if we're sending out an email to our list that does have a promotional goal behind it, um, we'll always fill it, you know, the very first 80% of the email is like some valuable information for people or a funny story or something like that. And, you know, then it has the sell is like the last thing at the end, you know, Um, and it's relevant. Um, Yeah, that would be my tip. It's not a flyer. Just pretend like you're talking to a mate. Tell them something interesting or valuable or something that's going to make their day. And that's what email marketing should be. And remember that email marketing can be two-way as well. It's not an advertisement or it's not something you're putting in someone's letterbox. It's something people can reply to, something people can have a conversation with you. So try to start, make it a conversation starter as much as you can as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Love that. And I think that anytime that I ever get stuck writing my emails, it's usually because I'm either thinking too big or I'm thinking like, um, you know, what have, what have I got to talk about this at the moment, right? Like I'm actually rather than thinking about the client or who does I really want to speak to. And every time I come back to go, okay, so if I was tra- talking to a client or a friend or someone that I know is on this email list that really needs the support right now, like what would I want to say to them? It always helps me get so much clearer and makes it more personal because I felt like coming from a corporate t- like a corporate background, it's so automatic for my brain to be like, good afternoon like it's like it makes yeah. it really awkward and it feels so salesy and feels so icky that you just like actually that's not yeah. like hey how you doing right rather yeah. than actually being really like professional it can take a while speakers. to get out of
2: that corporate mindset where you're so used to like especially um when you've gone to like uni and then into the corporate world because you're so you're so um used to writing that that way to then switch it to writing it to much more conversational tone It's, it's you know programmed to write a certain way and then you're taught to turn that all around and do the opposite so it's kind of yeah it can be a little take a little bit to get used to
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for years now and it still feels like sometimes I have to remind myself like, hang on a minute, you're not writing (laughs) a professional email to something. Um, But yeah, I always find that if I'm thinking of one person rather than a group of people, it's much easier to make it more personalized for sure. Awesome. Amazing tip. So good. So it can feel like things are constantly changing with everything that's happened in the past couple of years. And it, it always feels like there's always some new algorithm change or something else happened with a the platform. There's a new thing that's been created. Like it can feel like it's constantly changing. What advice would you have for business owners to help with that constant change or that feeling like you have to try and keep up yes. to date with everything?
1: Um, I do have one tip for this actually, and it kind of goes back to what I said before about cutting out the noise so try to just focus in on um you know one or two or three sources that you use as like your go-to for like updates i think that's really important that doesn't mean you have to like unfollow absolutely everyone else but just use those three people as like your main go-to source and then if you hear a rumor about something or you hear that something's changing go to them and see what they say um you know so for us we definitely have go-to people that we look to whether it's their expert about Facebook ads or you know obviously we're going to have a lot more (laughs) because it's something we have to stay across but if you're just the average business owner just have a handful of people that you look to for those updates and yeah honestly just try to kind of block out the rest and leave it up to us because it's our job actually at the end of the day to keep you updated about that stuff that's why you follow us that's why you're on our email list that's why you're potentially like in a membership or something like we have, so we can keep you updated about that stuff. And yeah, just have those go to people in your corner that you can trust their advice and their updates, and you don't need to worry about the rest. Let them tell you what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I love that, and that's exactly why I follow you. So if people listen to this and you're not following, <laughs> oh my digital, best to go and do that now. Um, <laughs> and even like I find. Like, it was something the other day even and something had happened. I can't even remember what it was now, but I literally was flicking through my stories and then Haley pops up and she's like, okay, no, just, this is just nonsense. Stop listening to it. Oh, <laughs> I'm
2: like, probably Thank the you. New, um, Was it the algorithm rumor that's going around? That there's been a new algorithm. And I was like, if I see one more of these posts, it got to the point where I was literally DMing people. And I was like, hi, just letting you know that this is actually a rumor that's going around. And I was like, so I was, I was a little bit more abrupt to the social media managers I was like you should really not be sharing this information because it is incorrect but for the business owners I was like just letting you know it's actually not true so you don't need to worry I was was, was definitely more abrupt to the social media managers I was like you should know better you shouldn't be scaring people I like it. They they use it. People use it as a scare tech tactic. And that's what I was telling people. I was like, you know, the original posts were created as clickbait and were created to so that everyone else would share their post and boost their position in the algorithm. It had nothing to do with the actual fact of the matter. It was for their own greedy, you know, selfish goals. Yeah.
0: And I think there could be some, I mean, there's been enough fear mongering in the last couple of years. We don't need any more of it. And I think when it comes down to it, I think this is what you guys are talking about. I love what you do, but about the fact that these social media platforms are a business. They need yeah. us to survive. And there's always going to like, it's not like they're going to shut it down tomorrow, because imagine the billions of dollars yeah. that they would lose out on. Right. Like, it's not like that's going to happen. And I guess, yes, totally be aware of like having an email list, having something that you own, I think is really, really great advice. But also know that it's it's not yeah. like it's going to change overnight. Like just be calm, just go about doing your thing, stay in your own lane, yeah. like do and your thing. at the thing. end of
1: the day, like you got to remember like one, these platforms exist with their, for their users. So it's literally in their best interest to keep people loving and using their platforms. So that's their main number one goal. And then second to that, their whole way they make revenue is through businesses that advertise on them and that use them. So they're always going to be keeping those groups of people happy at the end of the day.
0: True. So true. So true. Cool. Okay. So what I want to talk about now, I want to talk about community and your best advice on how we develop that community and how we build the community. And then I want to talk about how we take our business to the next level with different marketing strategies. So let's dive into community what's what's your best advice when it comes to developing a community what's your go-to what's your um suggestions on how people do that yeah, and so their a
2: few different tips there my f- number one would probably be to actually join some communities like the founders team which we joined last year
1: yeah a year ago
2: yeah, yeah. the beginning of last year I think we joined and um We had had FOMO for so long because we'd been looking at it. We're like, we need to do this. We need to do this. And then we finally joined and then we finally got why it was just so important because you've got this little like cheerleading squad that you can DM whenever you've got a problem and, you know, they troubleshoot it with you. They keep you on track with your goals and that's really important, but it's its own little community in itself, having that Facebook group where you can all just ask each other, you know, questions. And if you've got a problem, they can all troubleshoot it together. So Having that as a community is really important. Having a, a group of people with similar interests and similar problems to, you know, help you when you when you're struggling. Because sometimes your friends and family just don't get it. Mm. They just don't understand your problems because they, how could they relate when they haven't been in a similar situation themselves? So that's probably the one of the one the main um, suggestions I'd have. The second one, in terms of like building a community on a platform like Instagram, is probably more just spending time actually chatting to people. So we spent when we first started on um, Instagram, we actually started chatting with people like Word Fetty, with Read City oh, there were so many people. I actually think (laughs) um, a brand is not a logo. We started chatting with so many different girls that we'd bumped into on Instagram. We were just like, oh my God, these guys are amazing. Like they've got such great content. They're really cool people. And we just started commenting on all of their posts. We started, you know, DMing each other. And it was just about, rather than focusing on engagement and pushing your engagement up, for us, it was just about making friendships, actually just having genuine connections. And it gets to the point where, you know, um, Ola Digital and I will send each other masks memes every night and you know like there's all these different soulfire wellness and I will you know we talk about Britney Spears conspiracies and like you know like it becomes an actual friendship where you actually you know it becomes more than just you know, Instagram connection that you made, it becomes a becomes part of a community because you actually start forming these real connections. And it's really just about spending time and being genuine and actually just caring about their business and caring about their content. And, and I guess just cheering them on and, and sharing their content as well. And, and yeah, being there for them, showing up and being there for them, I think is the main probably suggestion.
1: Yeah. And I think like to add to what Haley was saying I think you can really tell and it really makes a big difference just you need to have your heart in the right place going into this too because if you go onto any online platform or even networking offline you know it's like imagine you rocked up at a networking event and all you cared about was just handing out as many business cards as possible and you were just purposely there because you wanted leads that you wanted sales and you wanted to make money you know like people are going to think you're a a bad person i was gonna swear (laughs) people are not gonna like you right because you're you're not adding any value right but if you rock up and you genuinely just want to have really good conversations with people and get to know people like that's how you build actual valuable relationships and then it comes back to you later on tenfold in terms of those sales and so on but you just have to you know do the baby steps first and it's exactly the same with anything online you know, like just actually be there to be genuine
2: and it makes such a difference. Yeah. And I think like as well, going to networking events like your amazing networking events is really crucial as well. And just actually meeting people in person and and you know, developing those connections further and and sort of showing up and supporting each other, I think is another really important part of that as well.
0: Mm. And so on the back of that, I really kind of want to speak to oh I actually want to ask you how do you manage that like being able to constantly be active on social media going to events building those relationships is there any tips that you have in regards to managing that because that's
1: time consuming well right? the number one is have a business partner <laughs> I mean I always say to people like don't compare the level that you're able to do to what we're able to do because obviously there's two of us so that does help and yeah. we kind of like alternate weeks as well so it we will focus on doing stuff more um to give each other a little bit of a break so that is really good but i would just
2: so then when you reply to your dms are you always like this is <laughs> you know what katie does i'm really bad at it i forget and then i forget that people don't know who it is um so I forget people don't know who they're talking to, but I think most of the time people work out that it's me because I'm generally more enthusiastic in the way that I reply. I've got a lot more like exclamation marks and I use like uh, GIFs and things. So I think people can generally tell it's me when 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 mess- and then yeah, again, I'll generally go into like the conspiracy stuff and the <laughs> kind of the, the reality TV stuff. So I think they generally know it's me. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Awesome.
0: So I would love to now talk about your membership. So let's talk about the membership because I think that we, there's elements of like building relationships and community, but then if you want to start to monetize it, you want to start to consider elements of membership. So, and there's so many different ways that you could obviously monetize your community, but I think like a lot of people are starting to consider memberships now, or they already have a membership. So can you talk us through your decision-making process and creating a membership and why you did it but then also what are some of the things that you've done that have made it work really well
1: ultimately our whole idea behind it was because you know ever since we started and just through the way we've been really active on instagram and that's where we get a lot of our business from like we do really attract and um we are mostly active in that kind of like small business kind of community which is awesome um and one thing we really noticed was just that you know when you're at that early stage of business one not only is like outsourcing to an agency probably way out of the budget but besides that even if you did kind of have the budget for it it's probably not like super worthwhile for you if you haven't at least you know gotten your own head around how things work yet or you don't have the understanding or you haven't at least done some trial and error to get a bit of an idea of what works for your audience and we just feel like even if um, you know a business owner does want to outsource to someone in the future they're going to have a much better time and get better results out of it if they have some understanding of what they're hiring that person for. So it's just exactly the same as like, you know, working with a bookkeeper or an accountant, like that is not my zone of genius whatsoever. That's why I outsource it. But I need to be able to like read those financial documents and I need to be able to match things up and I need to be able to check what I'm signing and see that they're doing the right thing and, you know, know that they're actually helping me and it's exactly the same if you're a small business owner hiring a marketing agency the more empowered you can be and educated you can be to understand what you're doing and how things work and trust me it's a lot easier to learn than something like accounting Uh, (laughs) then you know you're just going to be way more empowered you're not going to get ripped off by someone you're going to understand what you're getting and you're going to get so much more out of it so we just wanted to create this kind of extra step I guess for those people that are like Starting to DIY, but maybe they're not, they don't really have much direction. They feel like they're just throwing stuff at the wall. They want some guidance, some structure. They want someone to kind of hold their hand a little bit. That was what we made the membership for. And it's been really cool to see people like grow up with the membership as well. So we've had quite a few now that have kind of gone, they've stuck at it for 12 months and really committed themselves and done all the homework and done the work and they've seen the results and now they're at the point where they're like cool now I'm ready to outsource and now I'm I'm taking my business to the next level Um, and that's really really cool so I guess that's the long story of why we made it yeah
0: no, that's awesome. And I think like, was there, because you're obviously like at the moment, you're mm-hmm. quite, quite booked up yes. with the one-on-one aspect. So was it that driven by that, that you were like, well, we can't service any more people. So we need another option that for them was as well.
1: Because I guess we always had those people that came to us and they wanted to work with us. And they probably thought that, you know, just hiring us to do stuff for them was like the only option, but really they needed something more like the membership, like that was better suited to them. And yeah, the other side of it too, like Hayley and I toss, like toss this up for a long time because we weren't sure, like do we grow as an agency and scale that way and have a big team and just take on endless one-on-one clients? Or do we go more something that's split between we do a little bit of one-on-one work and we have something like the membership as well. And, ultimately like kind of what we've gone with now is more the latter option because at the end of the day we just the whole reason we started is because we wanted to be super personal with what we were doing for people and it's not to say that a bigger agency can't do that we've just seen it go wrong so many times and yeah there's lots of people that do do it well but for us it's just not what we want yeah um it's not what we wanted Mm. to do and it doesn't feel like amazing it doesn't feel right whereas something like our membership that feels right for us and that's when we know we can give heaps of value so
0: and i think you have a strength of being able to educate so i think that that's also you know going down your zone of genius was that also a consideration it's like well what do we love doing did did that come into play
1: like we get so much joy out of that like doing little workshops or things like that we just love teaching people because we love seeing them they just get that instant like transformation of you know I came in an hour ago and I was really confused and now I have something to work with and I know what I'm doing and I'm going to go and do this and hit my goals like that's so cool yeah
2: (laughs)
0: awesome so where can people find so out about the membership? our
1: website we'll give you the link christine that people can find uh in the show notes <laughs> that would be amazing so you can just click over on there or also if you go to our instagram bio and tap that you'll see via my digital membership there as well
0: awesome and do you do like different intakes or is it available to jump in whenever anytime. how does it work yeah
1: yeah
0: okay cool Awesome. Amazing. All right. So now let's dive into how to take someone's business to the next level. So let's, let's give, if I give you an example, let's say someone's at a point where they are maybe even at the stage where they are starting to build their one-on-one. So they've actually gotten to a point where they're getting quite busy and they know at some point down the track, they're going to get to a point where they're not going to be able to take on any more one-on-one and they want to go towards a group element, or maybe it's not even necessarily a group, but they want to be able to take their business and grow it to that next kind of scale. What do you think that they need to be looking at first before they then start to consider? And then what marketing pieces do you think would be best for them to move into the next scale? I think I know this is a a hard question. I get that. But I want to kind of speak to those people, to my listeners that are at that next stage of growth, right? So it's like, what should they be considering when they're starting to grow to that next level scale? Um, Do they need to be looking at areas of the business to see what's working to then make those decisions? Or do you feel like they need to be considering... Yeah, next level goals. when they're
2: at that stage, they probably need to be, um, I would say when they're at that stage, they probably need to be talking to like a a business coach to make sure that they're super clear on what their goals are, so where they actually want to be taking the business in terms of direction and um, I guess like what their financial goals are and what they they actually want to be achieving. And then they can sort of work out what their marketing goals are from there because I think... um, unless you're really clear on what your actual business goals are, it can be difficult to work out what you want, how you can achieve that with your marketing goals. Um, yeah.
1: I think the only other, uh, yeah, totally agree with that. And the only other thing I would add to like off the back of that, have a think about who your audience is. So mm. chances are like, you've got your one-on-one customers, like are going to be one audience and then potentially the people, like even if you don't know what it's going to look like yet, but if you're thinking that one day you're going to have something that's uh, membership or workshops or digital products or whatever, that's probably a different kind of audience to who your one-on-one clients are. Or they're a similar person, but they're at like a different stage in mm. business. So I would probably also just be, even if you don't know what that new um, offering is going to look like yet, Think about who that audience is that it's gonna be for and try to start building them as an audience. So whether that's um, maybe you make a free Facebook group that you get those people into, or maybe you make a specific email list or some kind of wait list that you get those people into or design a specific like freebie or lead magnet that would appeal to those people. And then that's a way you can kind of start to build up a list. Um, Just have an audience of them somewhere And then that way when you do know what that offering is going to be, you're going to have that built up because I just think that's one of those things that's Mm. really, really hard. Like you can't do that overnight. So the earlier you can start doing that, um, then you'll kind of be in a better position later when you know what you want to do. And something
2: yeah. like that too is probably something where you need to start investing in Facebook ads when you're at that stage because if you don't already have an audience, like if you want yeah. wanting to take, take it to that next level and you don't already have that audience available, that's when you probably do need to start looking at cold audiences on Facebook um, if you are really clear on who your audience mm-hmm. is um, and targeting them through Facebook, through that lead magnet and using that as a, a way to drive them through that funnel that you've designed. So mm-hmm. um, that's probably, probably the next step when you're at that stage in business is investing in facebook ads and when you at that stage you usually do have to invest a little bit of money to actually get that reach that you need
1: yeah that's such a good point yeah, too sure. i think something we need to remember is like it's great to focus on your warm audiences mm-hmm. like your social media followers or whatever but eventually you're going to run out of reach and you just yeah. need to reach new people and advertising is probably what you need at that point yeah yeah yeah
0: Love it. Awesome. So good. And so for all of that to all come into place, we need to be consistently creating content. And what's one of the biggest challenges I think a lot of business owners struggle with is that they just don't know what content to be creating for their audience. So I know that you love talking about this. So can you share with us a little bit about how you help business owners? Yeah, generate absolutely. Content ideas? So there's
2: a few tools that we use that we find really helpful to generate content ideas. Um, So there's one that's really handy called Answer the Public. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've heard of it, but basically it's like a search engine where you just type in your keywords and it comes up with a whole bunch of different suggestions based on things that people have already been searching. And it comes up with full sentence structures as to, you know, the how, the why, the what. Um, The where of of the sentence structure that you've searched. So it could be all the different ways that people have been asking for more information about that particular keyword. And it's so, so interesting, all the different ideas that you can generate just from that one key search engine. Um, Some other suggestions that we also have are Google Alerts. So not everyone uses Google Alerts, but they are so, so helpful. So we have them set up for our brand. We have them set up for our clients. And we also have them set up for keywords. So we have them set up for like Instagram um, publications and and, and, uh, Facebook and things like that. So that if there's any breaking news, as soon as it comes out daily, it comes directly to our inbox as well. And that can be really good for brands that share industry news. Um, so that they've got that coming to the inbox daily as well. So that's another really great tool that we use. Mm. Do you want to share the other one?
1: Yeah. Oh, God, there's so many. I'm just trying to think. Google Trends. Yeah, Google Trends is a really good one too. So that's just um, similar like with kind of keyword research. Um, you can just pop in a topic or a specific like keyword that's related to what you do Um, and it will actually show you trends in like when people are searching it in different locations as well. So that could give you really good ideas about like kind of what's relevant at what times of the year and you you can also just go on like kind of the front page of there, narrow it down, and it'll tell you like what people are searching for and talking about online at the moment, which is really, really valuable because you get heaps of ideas there and then it just gives you that guidance of you know you're not just plucking something out of thin air for one but two you're actually making sure you're talking about things that people actually care about right now so being like timely and topical is really important I don't think like I think that's something people sometimes miss because a lot of your content will be evergreen stuff that's relevant all the time but you do want to have that element of things that are really timely for right now because that's the stuff that ultimately gives you I guess a big advantage to get ahead of other people as well, because you're giving something that's like so up to the minute that people really want to see. Um, so that's another good one too. Yeah.
2: yeah. I love it. So good. <laughs> <Main> Amazing.
1: <ones>. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So good. Okay. So I've got two little last little questions. So firstly, what are you excited about for oh, this yeah, year? To I come? think
1: just, um, probably now we've kind of got super clear just over the last few weeks about our direction because it's been something we've been like kind of flip-flopping for a little while and we weren't really sure what we wanted to do but now we feel really clear about where we want to go and look I'm sure in like a year or so we might change again but you know like right now we we're really clear on what we want to do we're changing things up we're saying no to the things that you know we love doing but we can't do any more of and um you know we're just focusing on the awesome clients that we already have and then launching a few new things that we can help lots more people um in a more efficient way so that's going to be really exciting just leaning into those things that we like doing and doing less of the things that we don't like doing so I'm excited for that.
2: (laughs) We're also doing a little bit of a brand refresh, so I'm a bit excited for that. Mm. We're working with the amazing Sarah from Digital Bloom, so I'm super excited um, to see how that all works out as well. Yes.
0: Yeah amazing amazing last question so if you had someone that came to you and was asking for advice on how to take their business to the next level what would be the best advice yeah, you'd like to give them
1: oh i feel like we've said this a lot but for me it would just be like know what your goals are That's what like because because <laughs> if, if if they came to me and asked like from a marketing perspective or promotion perspective what should i do like you can't even pick anything like any tactic that you want to do unless you really know what your goals are first so just think about what your business needs to look like and then you can pick out those tactics that are going to help you get there but on that note like i was saying as well before like don't be afraid to go for things that you are going to enjoy and that are going to feel right for you especially if you're doing it yourself um because there's always like different things you can pick from Um, but yeah go for the things that you know are going to be realistic for you to actually do consistently because that's way more important than trying to do what everyone else is doing and giving up because you hate it so
2: (laughs) yeah work to your strength probably the only other thing I I'd add to that on like on the back of that as well is just having a really good marketing funnel that works for you without you having to put too much energy into it so a really good email flow that you know a good lead magnet that you can drive people off your social media channels onto your email list and an email list that's working for you without you having to do anything with it so it just drives people through the workflow that it gets them to your end goal whatever your end goal might be so that all doesn't on autopilot for you and you only have to look at the results and see how they're working and tweak it as need be and that should do a lot of the work for you so um something like that can yeah make a huge difference
0: mm, beautiful awesome thank you so much beautiful ladies it's been such a great opportunity to chat to you and to dive into your business journey and share more about your experience so i really appreciate you spending the Thanks time with me today. Thank you.
2: so much fun mm-hmm
0: my pleasure thank you for listening and i hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast i'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode so please share with me on instagram and facebook and if you feel so moved please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your
2: life to the next level